Hey, welcome to this Verdict Friday, this special episode of Drowning Verdict here on Spotify, one of my very first video podcasts. So Drowning Verdict is a true crime show where I talk about fascinating cases. And today on this Verdict Friday, it's kind of a wrap up on some of the more popular topics I've been talking about. So a quick five to seven minutes or so. And on this video podcast, way to introduce myself to you. I'm Chip Mahoney, host of Drowning Verdict which is true crime commentary. You might have found me on Spotify, maybe YouTube, even my TikTok. I don't dance there, just clips of the show. But if it did lead you over to the Crime Network, which is Crime with a Y, I talk about that a lot, where you can find my show, other cool shows, even the big names there as well, Crime Network, Crime with a Y. Otherwise, Spotify is the feature for Drowning Verdict. That's where I started. And, of course, with this video podcast, a great way to introduce myself to you. And on this Verdict Friday, I'm also going to talk about some of the reasons to check out DV in the future, whether it's pure audio or getting more into video podcasts. So you can see my mug. I can't see you, but you can see me and be more part about what I do. But if you have heard me before, and it wasn't just a drive-by, as I like to say, that you're pulling a crossover SUV back around on me, dropping the clip, checking me out. Well, for this video podcast, of course, very appreciative of that. I do try to get bigger and better for you each and every time and give you reasons for being here. And so in this wrap-up, in this Verdict Friday, as I call it, um, talking about some of the more popular things. And of course, this is a big day. I released an episode today about the Long Island serial killer who was captured today, really. They named a guy who uh, they say committed these crimes. And I've talked about Lisk for a few years now. My podcast has been going for about three years. I've talked about him for about two years. Been kind of quiet lately, but this is really big news. So if you want to check out that episode today, that just dropped. It's really, um, I think it's growing in popularity because people want to find out some key information. But on this wrap-up here, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the things I said there and also how I've been talking about the Brian Koberger case as well, and some of the reasons, as I like to say, for listening, staying through to the episodes, and coming back for more, because I'll have more for you, even more video as well. One of the key takeaways on Lisk is I said that this guy, this killer, I thought that he had ties to NYC, that he commuted into the city in order to do his work and maybe that's where he made a name for himself and on suspect lists that I had thought of before previously I had some names on there never released that information but the guy named today was never a part of that list but still he was someone that was working in NYC for over 40 years and that made sense to me because I always thought that he kind of crossed over a boundary between where he was and where he worked and that made sense to me so today we found out that this guy Rex Huerman uh, was in Manhattan for over 40 years and you can of course listen more in the episode on the details about that but something that I didn't mention there that I also thought was really important where I'm talking about boundaries and so forth going from the uh, Long Island area, whether North Fork or South Fork, I don't know 
exactly where he was, maybe South Fork, but then commuting into NYC, kind of a boundary there, if you will. That made sense to me because I figured this guy was really smart. I figured he was over 35 years old, married, typical situation, probably made his money in NYC, had ties there. That's why I said. Um, but also he was smart enough to distribute the remains between two different counties, one of which was Nassau County. And so for a killer to be like someone who I thought was very similar to the Green River killer in a way, that crossing over these boundaries and getting two different police jurisdictions involved, I thought that was somebody who was rather smart and knew the area, so on and so forth. So you can check that episode out. It dropped today. And obviously this is a hot topic. This is a really big deal. And it kind of surprised me, but it also doesn't surprise me because they got a new sheriff in town and I think that they made this a priority and it has DNA written all over it. So check out that episode. Now I talked about boundaries before um, with Lisk here, as I just mentioned, but I also talked about that in the Koberger case. And one of the reasons why I think that you might want to check me out in the future is that 10 days before Brian Koberger was arrested by cops, when he was making the, uh, the getaway uh, with his old man, he was driving from uh, Washington State area back to Pennsylvania and the FBI was all over that and so forth. You, you know the story. Um, 10 days before he was arrested, I said that this killer came in from Washington State University to commit these crimes. Now, I didn't know that he was a PhD student at WSU. I didn't know anything about him. Um, but that's what I said happened, that this killer came in from that campus. And I assumed it was a student or someone who lived and worked there. And if you live there and you work there, you're attached to the university somehow. So it wasn't a surprise to me. But I think that's a pretty good reason to check out DV in the future. Because some of the things that I've said, I think that they do kind of match up and make sense. I'm not an investigator, not a cop, not a psychologist or anything like that. I've just read a lot and have a lot of experience with this because I'm totally interested in it, just like you are. So that's a very big case to me and I've talked a lot about it. I've talked a lot about how the lawyers in that case can poke a lot of holes into the prosecution, speaking of his defense, in order to say that this guy was not stalking this, uh, this one victim, as I always say, but was interested in student life at the University of Idaho because they were thinking about transferring because they do have a grad psychology program there. Not criminology, but they were in that mode of looking at a different university. Therefore, they were in the area, checking out campus life, so on and so forth. And I think that's a way for the defense to poke holes at least into that tracking theory. I do believe he's guilty. I do believe that will all come out and we'll find out more about it. But if you check out DV, you'll hear me say that for one victim, they all were murdered. And 10 days before he was arrested, I said, that, well, that's where the killer came from. And sure enough, that happened. So reason to check me out in the future. If you're into true crime, you're into story, you're into commentary. And if you do happen to like the narrative style, the retelling of all the blood and guts and all that stuff. You can get that on Crime Network, of course, but for myself, I'm more about commentary and how I see the world and seeing it through the lens of true crime. So thank you for joining me on this Verdict Friday, this quick episode, 
really my first episode video podcast for Spotify and I'll have more for you so enjoy your time this summer and check me out soon again I'll have more for you thanks for joining me